Hi everybody, welcome to Two Llamas and a Penguin. We are finally all here together because post-quarantine, at least we're in Arizona. But yes. This is Shlee here with Ashley, Ashley Arts. Then we have... I'm Ashley with Honey and Shaw. And Jonathan Allison with Jonathan Allison Photography. Cool. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so today we kind of wanted to do something a little different or something more kind of fun, I guess, and more personal to us. But also kind of more of kind of providing maybe some advice. Um, but today we decided we're going to do 20 questions uh, about travel. So so how it's going to how it's going to work out today. We're just going to I think Shlee is going to kind of uh, give questions and then we're all going to give an answer and then kind of share our thoughts about each individual questions in terms of travel. So um, that's something that we're pretty excited about. It's, you know, obviously uh, travel is something that, you know, we all love. And um, that's something that's really important when it comes to, you know, what we like to do and, and kind of a passion of ours. So yeah, we thought we could kind of share some tips. And um, plus we tried to record a travel episode um, last week or a few <laughs> weeks back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Initial podcast fails. For yeah. Sure. yeah. We'll have to talk about We're how hard learning. it is to start a podcast one of these days. But well, since we didn't want to say the whole thing again and bore each other, we're going to just do some travel questions. But um, I'll kick it off with this one because I think we touched on it a little last time we tried recording. What are some common items savvy travelers bring with them that less savvy travelers don't? By the way, this is all on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who wants um, to go first? Traveling savvy items. Um, like a portable phone charger. I was just going to say that. I'm like, my portable <laughs> charger yes. has saved my life. Oh, yeah. So many so times. Because if you're running your maps all the time, then your phone is going to yeah. die. And then you're stuck without a map in the middle of somewhere you don't know. Sweet. Anything for you? Yeah. So for uh, so for me, since yeah, so we're going around. Um, so uh, for me is a an outlet that's used for different countries. Uh, yeah. I have one of those. Yeah. So I'm all, one of those multi-use outlets because I know for a fact, at least you know, in our travels, um, every country has a different like electrical outlet yeah some of them are like rounded some of them are you know obviously like straight lines and some of them i've never seen before but um absolutely something that's essential because if you're going to charge obviously your phone or anything computer that's definitely needed um and you can get those on amazon some of them are super cheap some of them are more expensive but i mean some of them are like every country in one right so, which is like 100 bucks or something so if you nice. do get one that's definitely something that i would absolutely recommend and um that's what i would do cool we always forget ours when we go to mexico but luckily mexico has um was it like the same? the same plugs as us but they oh, also yeah. have like their oh, versions but they have both and you're like nice. oh thank god we forgot yeah. our plugs because yeah. i yeah because i know same in france in they're like little rounded yeah. yeah, when I went to um, Canada, though, I was really worried about it because I totally forgot. I was like, it's a yeah. different country, but luckily they were the same for yeah. us. What about, you, what about you, Shlee? What's one essential? Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. So far we have phone charger. Definitely need that. Um, multiple, obviously, adaptable electrical outlet for different countries. 
Okay, I don't know if this is super savvy, but I just think about it. So I, I'm the person that like, if I go on a road trip, if I'm going somewhere, I like to have like a little blanket or something with me in the car or mm-hmm. on the plane. Yes. So if you can't do a blanket, because I know sometimes it's like, gotta tr- pack everything in your suitcase. Um, I do like a jacket, even if I'm going somewhere warm, because planes can get really cool. And then also you're just prepared if it's gonna be cool where you're going. I, I take like <laughs> a, I have like a um, robe sweater that's appropriate that looks like. I can wear it outside, but it's really like a short robe, mm. <laughs> and it's perfect because it's like fuzzy and warm. Mm. But um, oh, reminds you though, travel tip one hundred and one. I have a lot of experience with um, only having like a little carry on when I'm going on a trip for like a, like three days. Layer your clothes. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure layers. Oh, really? Have you guys yeah. ever just put on a bunch of layers of clothes and then gone and played to come off? I, I have not, person. but that's something I would definitely like start doing. That's me. I do that. Um, yeah. We did that thing. We got like sixty dollar round trip tickets, something crazy cheap, and it was gonna be freezing. And I think I had like one of those really big coats and a smaller and smaller one. And the person next to us like gave us the death stare. <laughs> We're taking them off. That's funny. That's crazy. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Um. So this is post quarantine. So I know everyone's like excited to travel, and go really cool places. But what are your favorite types of like climate destinations? Mm. I will, for me it's a it's hard, but I agree with it, gravitate to um, cold weather and winter weather. Mm, I know weird. it sounds just gonna um, say I hate really <laughs> weird, and yeah, obviously like you know like everybody has their own opinions. I do love the beach. Obviously, I love hot weather, but for me, I I tend to travel more during the winter time. And I just like to be able to travel to places where I can actually bundle up. I feel like I have more winter clothes than I do summer clothes. Um, But also, like, I love snow. And I love, you know, the idea of, you know, going out for, like, hot chocolate or something. Yeah, just can't. We can't travel together, John. I know. Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess. Yeah, and I I like to be able to kind of explore. When I explore this, like, for me, when I travel, I love to explore. And I like to walk around the city and just kind of get lost. And so... You know, being able to do it in cold weather without having to worry about sweating or, you know, or, you know, like dying of of heat or some part. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that also, like, I think we all live in Arizona or so, at least for me, I'm so used to the heat that it's, you know, I kind of tend to gravitate to cold weather. So that's that's my opinion. Okay, I like to do two types, Um, either like cooler weather with a hiking destination if we're going to be in the states where we like to go places where obviously it's cooler than here and we like to travel in the summertime when it's slower for him and I and um, when I say him I mean my husband I don't know if I've mentioned that before but um anyway so I like to try we like to do that in the summer times where it's like cooler somewhere else and we like to do like hikes but if we're going out of the country we like to go to destinations where we can scuba dive and like like be super lazy lay on the beach drink some bahama mamas or some uh like dirty monkeys or whatever they're called (laughs) (laughs) that's what they're called they're so good nice yeah that's kind of i feel like i'm gonna take a cop out for this answer but i just honestly when i think of like the perfect ideal weather i just think of hawaii like i just really all the time want to go to hawaii uh i think tropical 
it's funny though because if i have mountains versus the beach i'd rather go to the mountains yeah. but like in hawaii you have like the volcano like green mountains and stuff and all yeah, that you do. so um but really i'll do anything because i actually remember being really like not wanting to travel in the cold so i know i was giving you a hard time john but <laughs> actually um once i did it though i was like you know i can do this if i got past um what was that Denver trip I was freezing on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Chicago when it was super windy and cool. I'm like, I can do anything now. Let's go to Antarctica. Just kidding. I love <laughs> traveling to destinations when it's cold in their climate. Yeah. And I ha- I can take public transportation mm-hmm. and I don't have to drive a vehicle and it's not my environment. Like I don't have to live in that snow, but I can visit it. Oh yeah. And like view it from my really high sky rise mm-hmm. hotel room or whatever you know <laughs> i yeah. wonder if people feel that way going to arizona it's like oh we don't have to live here haha ha. yeah they're that's like right. to lay by the pool and stuff i'm yeah. sure they do and i think like, oh. i think that's what it is i think like assuming like you know we get a lot of visitors from canada and uh-huh. i'm assuming it's because they just want to get away from the cold so they, they want to prefer be out of the, cold. the warm weather they're like, let's go get a tan but, yeah well, so for so them many, it's like vacation for yeah. sure and there's so many people here that are transplants from chicago Oh, that's true and, like, too. The Midwest yeah. because they love the warm weather and yeah. they don't like the cold. Sweet. Okay, another question. All right, what's the best way to sleep on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one, man. That is, I mean, I have some pretty good experience with sleeping because for me, it's like I can sleep on an airplane. I don't know, you know, if if you guys do, but. Um, I can sleep anywhere. Like, I can sleep on subways. <laughs> I can sleep on buses. Uh, anywhere that has loud noise. But for me, um, there's two ways I usually try to sleep. Obviously, the aisle is the ideal because then you can rest your head on, like, the window. Um, Wait, the aisle seats? Oh, sorry. <laughs> like the, the window seat. I know, but the, window seat. <laughs> the window seat. Um, and or the stranger next to you. That's right. And I was, that was my second answer was the fact that, you know, if you're in the middle seat, sometimes you can kind of use the other person next to you if they're really cool about that. I've done it before where it's just like I pretended like, you know, they weren't there. And I've had some people actually let me use their shoulder to sleep on. Right, so That's horrible. So that's always a good thing. But what I always hope is... You know, like sometimes I get lucky and I have the entire aisle to myself, so I can like lay sideways or anything like that. But from what I've learned, it's try to stretch out as much as you can. I know I'm I'm pretty short, so it's easy for me to kind of like stretch out my legs and everything, and then just kind of like sleep like a board, and um, and then I try to use my headrest or my hand rest as like, you know, like. you know, some a place that I can put my head on. I feel so. really bad for super tall people on planes because yeah. they're like all cramped in this mm. tiny space, and then That's they just really one. look uncomfortable. But yeah, planes are hard for me because I have a neck injury, and so I always have my neck pillow with me. But there's these new neck pillows that have a hood on them, and like Whoa. the hooded neck yeah. pillow, they're really expensive, but they're like thick memory foam ones, and they have a hood. And you can like drawstring it shut. <laughs> That's, That's the way really to sleep cool. on the plane. But my husband always takes the window seat no matter what he has to have the window and he's yeah. like the same size as you and so yeah. he stretches his legs out into my seat yeah. and then like lays into the window and then like puts his arm over here and he stretches out and so then I'm like in a ball and can't find a comfortable yeah. position yeah I think Middle I think seats. for us short you know short people like it's easier yeah, than an airplane yeah, sorry actually so. no advice to you tall people if you are tall <laughs> or if you are not 
Oh, I found out. Yeah, I think for tall people, I've I've seen it. They have to have the aisle seats because then they can put their legs Mm -hmm. in the aisle. While obviously, like you know, when it's empty, when people are not allowed to, Uh, but when you're not getting hit by the cart going by. Oh yeah. (laughs) The other thing too is if you're doing like a really long, like long distance. Yeah. Try to get like the neck, even if it's not first class, even if it's like the next one up from. Economy oh, just do. like the economy plus, and then or you whatever, get a so you have a little bit extra leg seat room. or leg room or right. like seat mm-hmm. in general, or there's only two instead of three seats in the row. Mm-hmm. But usually, can you sleep on an airplane? Yeah, I feel like my advice would not be any help because I'm the same boat as you. I can sleep basically like anywhere, anytime. But I feel like I just move around so much though. But I was actually gonna do like thinking of this question. Any like embarrassing moments? on an airplane because I just thought of one. Mm-hmm. I think mm, I, know how I think I was with my my friends I travel with often and I had like the seat down or okay do you ever just think about something and you're like all right if I think about this like bad thing it's gonna happen and it just happens because basically I am um, they came by with the drinks and you already know where this is going okay <laughs> and I had it um on the tray and I was just moving over and it spilled everywhere oh no on the person next to me too so Uh, oh that's yeah yeah embarrassing stories what about you actually interesting Um, rude things the uh, i've never had anything like crazy happen but it was our first so we were on our way to bora bora for our honeymoon and we got on we were so stoked to be on these planes and they're so beautiful to the to tahiti they all wear like flowery outfits and stuff Ooh. anyway they give you eye masks and then you can put on your eye masks like do not disturb dots and so I put the mask on and then I took the dots and I put them on and they were like completely crooked and so we have photos of me wearing this mask and like one of them's like up on my eyebrow and one of them's like on my cheek and I look like I have like googly eyes and he was <laughs> nice. like we laughed about it and then I just left them like that because I thought it was hilarious yeah <laughs> one more little plain thing and I promise I'm done okay yeah. When I was younger, my mom told me this story. Um, I guess I liked to sing. I was that annoying little kid who sang on the plane. And um, some lady turned around and was like, you shut your daughter up. And my mom stood up for me and was like, don't talk to my kid that way. So that's, <laughs> I promise I don't sing on planes anymore. Yeah. Um, for me, I do have one embarrassing story, but I think it's something, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing to say, but at the same time, I think everyone... I don't know if everyone has experienced it, but I know some of you out there have probably done this before. When you need to let out a fart and <laughs> you want it to, you think it's gonna be silent and then it's not silent. And you're wearing headphones. <laughs> and you're wearing headphones. <laughs> and that has happened to me a few times oh, where, you know, God. especially like on long family trips and I'm stuck in the middle seat and you don't have time, you can't go to the bathroom or you're afraid to ask because you don't wanna like move. You kind of let one out, and you think it's going to be silent, but then you end up doing it loud enough where the entire rose hears it and just looks at you and either laughs or gives you a death stare. So (laughs) in terms of my most embarrassing story, I think that's that's it. But I'm not going to lie. Like, I hope you don't sit next to me because, yeah, I do let those out once in a while. That's funny. That's a guy thing. Let's talk about most or the best places to travel alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. If, I know you have, John. Yeah, so for me, it's also one of my favorite places. But, I mean, for me, it's I'm kind of biased only because I it dep- I guess it depends. But for me, my 
I guess, favorite place to travel alone is France. Only because I'm from there and, you know, I have family there and I'm fluent. So, like, going to a place Were where... Were you fluent? Yeah. You said yeah. something. Uh, bonjour. <laughs> uh, je m'appelle Jonathan. Uh, J'aime voyager en France avec ma famille. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I can speak for a little French. I understand the entire thing you just said. Oh, you did? Nice. Go me for taking yeah. four years Wait, of French in high French? school. Yeah. I can understand it, but I can't speak oh. it anymore. Yeah. And I can read it. No. So, so th for me, it's like since I currently already speak the language, it's easier to travel alone since you mm -hmm. can communicate mm -hmm. with the people. And, and also, like, my family, I have family that do live there, so it's kind of nice. But I would say for me, yeah, France is probably my, my destination for it, only because you get public transportation mm -hmm. as well as, you know, I can speak the language, so it makes it easier to kind of, you know, ask questions if I'm lost or things like that. What about you guys? Um, so, um, I want, I want to go to France someday now, especially now, but I was yeah. fluent in, I'm fluent in French because that's what I wanted nice. to go do in my life. But anyways, so San Francisco, I think is like my favorite place to travel alone to. I actually don't like going to San Francisco with people. Like I remember this one time in my early twenties, like after I had moved away from there, I went back a few different times by myself, but then like. I went back like a fourth time and I took somebody I was like seeing with me and I had no interest in like spending any time with this person I was with and he knew people there too and I was like I just don't want to be here with this person like not that it was like the person I just don't like going to San Francisco with people like I like to just be there by myself I think it's because I live there right um but then um New York yeah. like New York and San Francisco because I can navigate the public transportation really easily right. and I just I love like, like walking around big cities like we went to New York a few times um, I, when I was trying to get into FIT and, and um, I went with like my family the first time and then I went back with just my parents the next time and I told them I was going to meet a local someone local that was either like working at the hotel or spending time at the hotel and just go explore the city by ourselves and that's what I did and nice. it was super fun <laughs> about you, I actually haven't not think about it I haven't traveled like just by myself like there's been so many times that I've had to like fly alone or go and I meet somebody but if I had to I, I think I really want to do Europe just because I feel like a lot of people go and find themselves in Europe and will travel alone and I yeah. think like going in like um I know you guys have stayed in hostels. I think that's a good place to meet people. Mm -hmm. um, and, well, you know, if sometimes it's better with experiences others. I really wish that the other episode recorded because I'm going to hear you guys' hostel so stories. Many, yeah, there's like, we had some good stuff, but my yeah. audio yeah. didn't record for some reason. Yeah. So it's just like Schlee and Jonathan like talking, <laughs> and then there'd be like long, long silent pauses, pauses and then like right. random giggles. It was I know, cool. we can do an entire episode just on hostels. Yeah, we could. We'll, we we should have done a whole. Yeah. We'll save that. Yeah. Okay, I have sure. a question. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so, what is like your favorite activity to hmm. do? Like that you're, if you're like, I want to travel somewhere. Like, what is your top activity that you're going somewhere for? Okay, mm -hmm. I write Does that pops in my head, yeah. This is actually going to sound like totally something I would do because I do this all the time. When I travel to a new place, I actually like to meet up with strangers. Okay, let me explain here. Okay. <laughs> I usually, what I do before traveling somewhere is I'll join... Um, being a photographer I like to meet other photographers and creatives wherever I go I think it's really cool to like meet those people who also have the same perspectives but also um, offer a new perspective based where they live 
and so like when I went to Oregon and Hawaii and like Chicago uh, what I'll do is I'll sometimes just hashtag um, and find people who maybe are photographers there or join groups and then I like to set something up and shoot in new places so that's, yeah. that's, that's cool, cool I've met so cool many cool idea. people and made yeah. friends that way it's awesome. I need to get better at doing that too that's really cool yeah what about you Ashley um it's either hiking or scuba diving for us like we'll go find a hiking destination um or find a destination where we can scuba dive those are like our top things to do yeah so yeah for for me it's food like (laughs) i i mean i can tell you like a hundred percent of the time i travel for the food so when i travel i always that's the first thing I research and usually when I pick a destination it's usually because there's a restaurant I always wanted to try that's out there or like like obviously like I really want to go to you know Japan because I really want to eat ramen there and (laughs) or like even like Korea just so I can try the street markets and try bugs and try all these crazy foods that you know like you would never thought you'd be eating so yeah, when I travel, that's usually the main thing. The activity I, I enjoy most that's is cool. going to eat a lot. So that's, that's why awesome. I was gaining so many pounds when I'm there. And then when I get back, it's like, <laughs> oh, God, I got to work out again. So it's crazy. That's funny. So That's smart. I like that. That's really cool. Okay. So I have another question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of more of a one that I feel like we should have started with. But just what is um, what we, in our opinions, think is like the most surreal place that we visited? Um, mine's going to be really weird, uh, <laughs> but surreal place is Montana, and it's funny, because I was talking to Shlee about that the other day, too, but, um, Glacier National yeah. Park. Literally, I was the same <laughs> I know, thing, like, literally. Okay, Glacier National Park. Glacier National Park is, like, surreal, well, I literally, too. I literally said it in my head before you I said know. that. Now I'm really excited, yes, because I'm going there, and we're showing back pictures. I, I totally want to go there again at some point, Grinnell, too, because... Grinnell, did you hike Grinnell? I, I think that's what... Is it the one that's, the like... The really tall one, and you end up at the very tippy top of the entire mountain overlooking the glacier? I didn't do that oh one. God, the one I did was, like, you walk surreal. through... It's a big hike, and then there's, like, you walk through a jungle, and then you come to this what? super calm lake where there's, like, deers oh. that just, like, what? drink water. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have to do that hike. And you can camp there, and all it is is a giant lake, and then there's a waterfall at the very end, but the colors is, like, turquoise Literally and green. Literally It is but green. And there's another place, and I, I can't remember. I think I don't know if it's Crater Lake or something, but the water is like, like almost like a pearl blue. Also in Montana. Yes. It's also all in Montana. In, all in Glacier. And no, I can't remember. I'll have to next time. Oh my gosh. I'll we, go ahead and tell I could you, have a whole. I could tell you an entire story of our Glacier trip. Like Glacier yeah. National Park is literally, out of all of the places I've traveled in the world. Yeah. And we've traveled to quite a few places like when we went to we're so blown away by glacier that's like all we can think about right now like we're like can we please drive up through yosemite and then we'll go up and back into glacier this summer because we're so like (laughs) that's why we wanted that's why i wanted to renew my vows so bad in glacier because ashley i was actually gonna fly ashley into glacier last like a couple years ago when we went and have her like Mm. Yeah. secretly film us and then do like a vow renewal there but it's it so epic happen, but. yeah it's so epic oh, so that's mine yeah, 
Yeah, yeah I've been yeah. to Yosemite. I like and it. What do, you, what do you say, like, comparison-wise? Obviously, oh Glacier takes Glacier's? it. The, Glacier is... I like it because it, I feel like it's calmer, and, mm-hmm. yeah. like, it's it's more green, whereas... Did you go around Flathead Lake I to think get up there? Yeah, I've been everywhere. I can't remember. Yeah. I just, I just remember just driving around seeing a bunch of different things. But Yosemite is just overcrowded for me just because mm-hmm. it's California but I mean they has some epic views but for me it's, it's stuff that I mean it reminds me of California in some ways yeah like these so. we were hiking and it was like our so we had done like a, a moderate hike and then our next big one was Grinnell and then on the like one of our last days there um we watched or actually one of our first nights there after we drove up this going to the sun road and we came around the other side of the lake um mm-hmm we saw a moose and his and her baby crossing the lake and we all watched that and then we saw bears in the mountains yeah. um like on the hills and we all watched those and then um like driving through flathead lake eating cherries like from roadside stands was the most amazing thing and then when we went back through kalispell um yeah. kalispell was really cool and then we ended in missoula and on Missoula, we stayed at this Airbnb on the river. And people literally, like, take inner tubes down the river and then, like, get off at the grocery store. Or, what? like, get off at yeah. the yeah. park. Or, like, get off at the university. Well, like, it was so cool. Now I'm so excited to go. And I'm also going to Yosemite, most likely, so I can compare the two as well. For but, sure. Yeah. Um, so you guys are both Glacier. I'm going to yeah. think. I know there's so many moments traveling that I've just, like, stopped and I look around and say, is this real? Mm-hmm. Like, pictures don't even do it justice. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely felt that way. Even with, um, in Arizona, looking at Horseshoe Bend the first time I went there, mm-hmm. that was incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, I think definitely the views are what makes the place surreal, though. Like, oh, my gosh. About. Have you guys hiked through um, Fossil Creek? Yes. The hard way, not yes. the easy way. I backpacked back there. The, where you come down, it's, like, super steep, and it's, like, a four-hour mm-hmm. hike in. And you get to all those flat plains. I've been so long. Oh, my you gosh. Know, it was, like, it was so, that was surreal. Like, we came in down the long hike. And we had no idea what we were in for. And we were just, like, out for a day hike with, like, a group of friends, like, when yeah. I was, like, 22 or something. And we came down, and there was all these big, flat plateaus where, like, waterfalls were falling. And we were, like, what is this crazy-ass place? Did you go, like, and the then, toilet bowl and stuff and the waterfalls? No, the we didn't even get there. We, what? Oh, we didn't even get to that part because we came down, and it was, like, being in Fern Gully. Like, there was, like, what? this green I had never seen in my life before. And it was, like, right here in Arizona, like. An we'll hour do an episode like, of what? like hidden gems in Arizona. For yes, sure. there's yeah, so there's many. so many. For but sure. um, all right, final answer for surreal. Um, I'm gonna talk about Paris, mm-hmm. even though I do think it is a little overrated. I'm okay, sorry, everybody. I really <laughs> want to go to Nice, but when I um, landed in Paris, I didn't know this, but it was Bastille Day, which is like a huge celebration. Oh yeah, and they had cool. it was packed. Oh my gosh, yeah. I the most disgusting like ugh. Subway packing thing. I felt like a sardine, but I had to get to um, the Eiffel Tower, and it was nighttime. And just running down the streets, and I saw this video of I took on my camera trying to get the last moments of the fireworks, and I was like seeing just all these like Vespas and different things. And this is my first time in Europe, so I'm seeing this as I'm looking at the Eiffel Tower and fireworks going on everywhere. It was just amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. One of my favorite places for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about bucket list now? 
Yeah, so... Because she said Japan. Let's do, like, post-quarantine bucket list. Okay. Yeah, so... Because we could talk bucket list for a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we'll make this... like, one. This is quick. So, so far we have eight questions, and we have about 12 more to go. But oh, I don't know if we'll get to 20. <laughs> we, might, we might just make it... We'll try to make it as much as we can, and then we'll finish it next episode. Um, so, yeah, post-quarantine, places I like to travel, for sure, on my list... Um, I'm definitely going back to London in December, so my London peeps just know I'll be out there in December. But uh, after quarantine, for sure, Japan and South Korea are like probably the two that I will literally, I mean, like if I travel anywhere, if I, I mean, if I have one last trip in my life, like, you know, that's the place that I would choose to go. Um, So yeah. So, and then I'll talk more of why and maybe in a different episode, but yeah, Japan and South Korea yeah, on my bucket list. Yeah, maybe we could do like a whole episode of our bucket lists and why we want that. For we'll, sure. We'll do that for you guys so you guys can hear like why behind all of yeah. them because that took up a whole episode. I know. <laughs> yeah, I did. All right. How about you guys? Yeah, what trips do you have coming up? Um, okay, so we to? definitely, we, we, what we want to do this summer since um, quarantine and all this craziness has happened we were supposed to go to Croatia and Italy in September with our entire family. Um, so, and we always do a summer birthday trip. So my husband's birthday is July 10th and mine's June 15th. So we always do something like the last weekend of June um, when it starts to get really hot here so we can get out of here for a little bit. And so I think this year, if we can swing it, we're gonna try to drive, um, we're just gonna drive from here up through some national parks and go back to Glacier for sure. So that's like our summer post-quarantine thing because both of us are just like dying to get out of here. And then this is going to sound so crazy and like maybe a little like insane to do, but if we're allowed to and there's flights, like flights are so cheap to Italy right now, we might go to Italy because uh, yeah. Venice right now is the like clearest the water and the skies have been in a really long time yep. and it's not going to be as busy and my husband's like dude if this is the time to go to venice like everything's probably going to be cheaper yep. the flights are like dirt cheap and it's so clear and pretty right now because all the pollution has cleared out i think china's the same way but yeah china's really cheap right now too i wanted I and was china's really it. like clear like they, they yeah. saw for blue skies for the first time yeah. and like, even um in in country traveling because my tickets going to the east coast were so cheap oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah so yeah. um or those sorry i didn't mean to cut off. oh no um yeah so we i think we might still do our italy and croatia trip oh, if we can so swing cool. it but i think in september we might still do it um nice. if we can make it happen and it's allowed like if we know for sure we'll be able to get back into the country and not get stuck there um we might actually do it Nice. I know I said um, Glacier in Yosemite, but um, I really want to go to every 50 state or every, yeah. Okay. All the 50 50 states. (laughs) Um, So right now I have a bunch on like the south of the country and I haven't been like anywhere on the east coast really. Um, And I have a friend who lives out in Virginia, so I'm going to go visit her and then probably hit Delaware, Maryland, and North Carolina where I also have family and then DC too. So that'll be really fun. And then Alaska. I think about me and my friend, we're going to start planning a trip there just because it's like, I've been to Hawaii. I went to that, you know, disconnected portion of the States. Now I want to go to Alaska and during the summer would be nice because like I said, I'm a baby for the cold. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
And um, you got a question, or I have got one. I don't know. I I got one actually. You got one. Yeah. Yay! I, one. I know. I would say. I mean, it, I think it's something that we talked about. But um, one travel tip. What's one travel tip mm. for your like? If you can give anyone just based on your experience. Okay. Trying to think of things that like people do that make me mad. Yeah. So uh, for me, I would say, I'll I'll just kind of go real quick. Yeah. Is make copies of your passport and make lots of copies, and always keep one or two at home, and then take one or two copies with you on your trip. Um, only because you know, like if something happens, if you do lose your passport, and you'd be surprised that happens quite a bit. But sometimes, you know, like you might need your family back home to have like a copy of your passport just mm -hmm. in case, you know, they need to send you something or they obviously need to send you like, yeah, like paperwork and stuff like that. So having multiple copies of your passport is probably the number one th um, tip that I can give you and um, and have one. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can buy them so it's you know if you do need to travel you do need a passport and so you know obviously taking care of your passport is probably my my number one tip oh okay that gives me a really good tip so um if you're not traveling the world right now because you feel like it's either too expensive or you don't have a passport literally your passport's so easy to get and you should just go get it like tomorrow because it's that easy to get your passport and i didn't travel out of the country until i started dating my husband um because i didn't have a passport and i was like oh well i don't have my passport and i like just was like lazy about it and didn't want to go get it and as soon as i got it i was like well that was really easy why did i waste 10 years of my life i think the hardest part is finding the information that's why i literally have in my notes right now a whole step by step what to do to get it because oh, yeah. it oh, is yeah. confusing and they yeah. change things a lot yeah but really it's um the place down in mesa the main i don't even know what it's called right now but there is yeah the there's, main there's one in downtown phoenix the main mm -hmm. hub and there's well there's one in each city but there's the main one the arizona one is in mesa and then there's also it's annoying they can do like a money order and different things and yeah stuff, it's just but. like kind of an annoying process but changing your name is much more annoying so <laughs> <laughs> So that's my tip, passport. Yeah. Okay. Um, my tip, this is actually again going with like photography and stuff. So it's about images and pictures and how not to lose or minimize your loss of pictures and memories. So what I what happened in Europe was I had like a GoPro and we took some cool videos and every night I made sure to put those on my computer and put them on my hard drive because um, the next day one of my friends actually left it on the bus and I was oh, like no. so sad. But at least I had those images. And then also going with that, um, if you have, like, multiple hard drives, always, always have, like, one that you take with you and one that you leave at home. Like, I don't know why you would be bringing all your stuff anyways, but even if you're, like, moving somewhere, like, do, do a couple trips, you know, because if um, it's all in the same bag or in the same place, then that's gone, everything's gone. So. Oh, my travel, so my, like, one of my biggest travel tips is, I guess it's, like, a three-in-one. Um, split up your clothing between... A backpack you have a carry-on that you have and your checked bag because <laughs> if you get to the plane and they have to check your carry-on then all you have is your backpack and what if they lose all your luggage then you all you have is what's in your backpack right. and so that's like one thing and then the other thing is when you're getting off of the plane always like triple check your space that you didn't leave anything on the plane because multiple times people we've been traveling with they are known to leave their passports 
and their phones and their iPads in the pocket behind their seat and they just get up and like grab their bags and leave and then it delays all of us by like 40 minutes because they left all of their stuff on the plane so that's like something I'm now paranoid about I'm like always like triple checking Mm -hmm. but I learned that in like eighth grade on like a back east trip to like split up your clothes yeah so I'll put like all of my like like really really important stuff in my backpack that will never leave my back but then in my like carry-on I'll put like my favorite clothes that if the rest of them got lost and never returned to me I wouldn't really care about but the stuff that's in my carry-on is like stuff I'm like not willing to give up (laughs) see and I feel lucky being a guy because I when I travel I just travel whatever I can fit in my backpack so no matter how long the trip is like if it's two weeks like I'll put two weeks worth of clothes in my backpack that fits enough to like bring on board with me Mm, I don't buy toiletries until I get there um and then if hopefully I usually try to find a place that has a laundry and then I'll kind of wash my clothes there but yeah like I've had especially like I had a lot of friends lose their luggage especially Mm -hmm. coming home funny not to scare you but coming home from Italy like it was just madness and then like all of my friends lost at least one piece of luggage like because they they just couldn't do it but then I was the guy that had ah everything's in my backpack my my husband went to like Guatemala or something and they lost his luggage and he didn't receive it for like a week and a half into his month-long trip yeah. And so he had one pair of underwear mm-hmm. and then no socks. So he had to go buy socks and underwear at some like weird yeah. in the village somewhere. And he and so he still has these really strange socks and underwear. And I'm like, what are these from? And they're yeah. from this weird trippy. <laughs> and he had like one, whatever he was wearing yeah. on the plane is all he had. And it was like, oh I know, it's crazy. So that's why I try, I try not to think, I think I about I freak out every time I go to the carousel and I don't see like my luggage come by in the first like five minutes. I'm like, where is it? They lost it. I lost yeah. everything everything that is like one of my biggest fears yeah that's my fear too like especially actually, like if i have my camera in there yeah i've never put my camera in that bag yeah i've had some, yeah, i had I've some friends yeah your, like Stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I, I had a friend that had a drone, and then oh he lost his God. drone. That's yeah, awful. and I'm just like, he was so pissed because he had like a, a wedding to do, and he didn't have a drone, so it was one of those things. Oh yeah. man, yeah, that's the stuff yeah. you put in your backpack that doesn't leave yeah, your you back. Just, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, that's actually what my other question was gonna be, like travel mm-hmm. fears. I mean, I guess I think it's pretty common for people to be worried about luggage, but do you have any other like travel fears and what you do for it? Um, yeah, so my biggest travel fear is obviously, yeah, like my luggage is probably my number one fear, being able to lose it. Um, but my, my second one is being lost somewhere with no service and mm-hmm. you can't speak the language and you're like miles away from your hotel room and then there's no way for you to like, you know figure that out so yeah so in order to prevent that what I do is before I leave my hotel room or hostel and I'm going somewhere I always map out my entire trip like my entire like date like routes so I know exactly how to get there and how to get back wherever I am so uh, I never travel I never go to a place where I can I don't know where I'm where I'm going or that's off the roads or off my plan actually trip so so i would say yeah my biggest fear is getting lost in a place where you can't speak the language and you have no way to to communicate and then you're miles away from your hotel room yeah yeah um my biggest fear 
um, is one, the losing the luggage thing, but being a, a female, even though I'm most of the time when I'm traveling, at least internationally, I'm with my husband, but, um, I'm the, I'm that person who read like Google information. Like when we went to Barcelona and Madrid and there was gypsies and the gypsies like mug people and can like steal all their information via the chip on their card. So we had those like stupid traveler pouches like <laughs> underneath our shirts and we were like those paranoid travelers that were like so scared that we were going to get like mugged or something. But where we were at in Madrid was like being in the tenderloin of San Francisco and it was like pretty scary and there was many times we thought we were like going to get mugged there. But I think just making sure you do your research on like the area you're staying in right that was um well i guess i brought up a fear when you were talking about the getting lost because of um what happened to me in amsterdam and having a reservation like fall through and not having service i think that is one of my fears also it's just like not having service and when i did my two-week europe trip i had um we just used like we downloaded maps and we would just well, I mean, I would honestly just be planning everything out mm-hmm. and figuring it out before. And then if we found Wi-Fi along the way, then we would go and, like, you know, regroup and just yep. look up, go to a McDonald's and find Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. That's actually what we did. Um, but my main one is actually just having anything, like, stolen from me. Like, I don't want my camera stolen, obviously, or, like, my phone. Yeah. Um, but they also have those traveler locks that yep. you can get. I mean, I've actually never used them, but I saw somebody... Yeah. When I was traveling, like, that's kind of smart because it has like a little code and, you yep. know, but it just get really annoying going back in your backpack. That would be the worst. <laughs> that's my fear too. Yeah, stuff stolen, especially like staying in a hostel. It's like the most scariest thing ever because of the fact that, I mean, you're, you're sharing a room with like sometimes 18 other people. And so, you know, sometimes having a lock is, is so important to have so that way you can, you know, like lock your stuff in a locker room or, you know, at least lock your back when it's behind you. Um, there's so many crazy stories that, you know, and especially in Europe that, you know, like people get their bags, like straps cut, you know, with knives and then they kind of run away with your, you know, with your backpack and everything. So mm-hmm. trying to steal passports is a big yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> trying to steal passports. So that's definitely a legitimate fear. Um, I agree. Also so. fear of contracting any viruses. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. My sister-in-law <laughs> came back from Costa Rica with Lyme disease from ticks out there. Oh so that's yeah that's a scary thing too awesome um i have one but it's actually like okay so we have like all these awesome topics to talk about and i think as we keep doing these like our first episodes here we're gonna have like lots of like topics to talk about Mm -hmm. um but i'm curious what like our listeners want to hear about too um in the way of our topics that we have like we're obviously like travel and weddings and traveling weddings and elopements and destinations and stuff like that and it's obviously just like our passions and stuff so Mm -hmm. i want to know what you guys want to hear about yeah please give us questions to answer to any travel questions wedding questions i know we have like kind of a big span of things but you know we're well-rounded people here (laughs) yeah i feel like we're definitely like that's right that's right do we have Oh, I have, like, a last question if you want to finish it up. Um, This one's actually my favorite question because I get asked about this all the time. Do you have to be rich to travel? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So the answer that we're all going to say is no, No, definitely not. Not at all. (laughs) Um, But if you guys have any, like, good responses to that, I want to hear them. 
Um, yeah, I would say definitely not. Um, I traveled when I wasn't making a lot back in the day, and I'm still not making that much now. But um, yeah, so I would say uh, in terms of traveling cheap, some of advice is obviously like, you know, understand what your or know what your comfort level is in terms of what you need and what you want. Maybe like what you can survive on and maybe, you know, like at the end of the day, like sometimes, you know, when you travel, like it depends on what's more important to you. Like do you want to travel in luxury or is it more about, you know, exploring the culture or, you know, things like that. So I can tell you a little bit about my like how I like in terms of how I travel and how I travel cheap too is when I travel like I understand myself that I don't need like crazy resorts or crazy hotels um I don't need to bring like bags and bags of clothes with me or anything like that like I can travel literally on like two pairs of pants and like three shirts and then literally not shower for like two weeks Mm -hmm. And then I'd be totally comfortable with that. <laughs> and then obviously, like, I, I'm comfortable staying in a hostel, you know, and, like, literally walking everywhere. And so that saves me a ton of money when it comes to traveling and everything like that. Um, so it depends on, you know, what your comfort your comfort level and, and also what you need in terms of travel. But uh, one thing that I've learned, too, is sometimes the most expensive thing is the ticket. And mm-hmm. once you get there, a lot of things are a lot cheaper than you might think. Yeah. And so, like, if you, you know, obviously you put all your money on getting that ticket. Once you get there, it's actually a lot cheaper. So you can save a ton of money. But that's, I mean, that's my experience. So. Yeah, traveling yeah. is, I don't think traveling is that expensive. I used to think yeah. it was like, oh, my God, I can't even afford to do that. But now it's like we try to take trips that are like, we try to find a really cool destination, and then we'll usually go back to it a few times. Um, but we like to do stuff like that. Um, I think a travel destination, like what we do, is we'll try to like yeah go find somewhere cheap that's inexpensive, and then we just keep going back there. But we are um, we do like our credit card hacks. So we have like a Marriott card, we have a Southwest card, we have a Sapphire card, and we have um, a United card. So we just use our Marriott points and so we put basically everything especially when it comes to business we put like all of those expenses on the cards um, and then we have the points later on down the road that we can use for travel um, and that's kind of like how we reward ourselves for doing good in business in the long run we don't really like as small business owners you don't really like there's a lot of expenses that come along with it so there's not a lot of like pay yourself stuff so we usually just mm-hmm. build up the points yeah. and that's how we pay ourselves yeah or that just made me think of like if um, you're going out somewhere for business or for instance like a wedding for us um just stay a few extra days and turn it into a trip but the first thing I want to tell people who think that traveling is expensive is to just like you need to just reevaluate your whole mindset because if you think something is so out of reach then it will be so the first step is just pretty much thinking of it as it's something that's accessible now more than ever and like you just have to start thinking it and prioritize it because I know so many people that I've um like asked come along on trips and they'll tell me like oh I just thought it's too expensive but then like you know you'll see them they'll spend it somewhere else which is fine but like if you really are wanting to travel then just prioritize it and yeah. skip the daily coffee or don't buy as many new clothes or whatever and there you go awesome 
All right. So I think we've came down towards the end of the episode. I think we've answered a lot of questions today. <laughs> yeah. Um, quite a bit of information, but, you know, I hope you kind of find it, you know, kind of a learning experience and kind of an entertaining experience. Um, we love talking about that kind of stuff, but, um, yeah, we don't want to keep answering questions after questions because those are going to get a little crazy, but, um, we'll do another episode where we kind of answer questions again and everything like that, just so that way, you know, like you, you can learn more about what our process is in terms of travel when it comes to traveling and everything. Yeah. So, but other than that, any last thoughts, any last questions? No, no. Um, just awesome. look forward to any um, aspiring photographers to our information how to shoot wedding yeah and yeah anybody um, travel wedding related we want to hear your questions and we want to um, listen we want you to listen to our podcast awesome right, well guys. thanks a lot check see us out week. this was two llamas and a penguin and we'll see you next week all right bye